The Daily Tap is live for Friday. We're going to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks having that championship attitude, and it's not a surprise to any of us. We'll talk a little bit about first Brewer reactions as one game is in the books, and then we will take your questions to wrap up today's show. Uh, Make sure you're following us along, tapping the keg on Twitter, tapping the keg sports on Instagram, as well as TikTok and Facebook. Uh, Also, too, if you have not rated and reviewed and you've subscribed for so long, least you could do, leave us a rating, leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. It helps kind of the visibility of the podcast. Um, I appreciate all the people that listen. If you're new to the program, if this is your first time, welcome. Uh, You can subscribe and these podcasts will be in your feed no matter where you get your podcasts. All right, let's talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. So Milwaukee Bucks beat the Boston Celtics last night. Now, you'd expect me to come in here banging my chest and being all excited that the Bucks beat the Celtics, the Bucks took command of the two seed, all this other shit. Like, you'd expect me to be very hyped about it. I'm excited that Milwaukee Bucks won, don't get me wrong, but I am, I would say furious that the Boston Celtics did not play their guys last night. I really am. I, I called them cowards on the review last night, and I, I mean that. They are cowards. Like... That was cowardly shit from the Boston Celtics. And it's embarrassing. It it's it's honestly like I don't mean to like have superlatives. Like I was about to say it's disgraceful because I, I just feel like I got robbed. All right. Like this was a big ass game. This was a game that was supposed to matter. This was the last sort of big one before the playoffs. And Boston sat Jason Tatum and Al Horford. That's pathetic. I'm sorry. Like I, I just have no time for that. And the NBA has to fix this. The NBA has to figure out what to do about this type of situation. Now, I realize that it's the Brooklyn angle, right? If the Nets were the sixth seed right now, nobody would be doing this. It would be all systems go, every man for themselves. Whoever gets the top seed gets the top seed. Because if you look at it, if it's Chicago or Cleveland for the fight for the seventh seed, and then the eighth seed is is the loser of that or Charlotte or Atlanta. I don't think anyone's ducking those four teams. Nobody is wanting to duck, you know, any of those. But Brooklyn is a team that is worth ducking because it's Kevin Durant, it's Kyrie Irving, and it's a bitch to deal with them for a seven game series. Now the Milwaukee Bucks said we don't care. Nobody rested for the Bucks. The Bucks had all of their guys out there. Now if they decide to rest guys for Detroit. I don't necessarily see that as a duck because it's not a head-to-head matchup and I think the Bucs can beat Detroit without their big three or without members of their big three, right? You can. Be, I think they did, right? I think they beat the Pistons earlier this year without Giannis Antetokounmpo. So like, I don't think they can, they, they can still beat a Detroit team without those guys. They can still beat a Cleveland team without those guys. Like They don't need everybody out there. But I also make the case is why do you need to rest when you're going to have a week off? Like no matter what, if the Bucks play out the season, they're going to at least have six days off before they're meeting up with Brooklyn. And I would imagine that if that is a matchup that they have, it will be the primetime ABC Saturday night matchup. It will be a big deal. ABC has the, and ESPN have the the coverage on Saturday. So I would imagine that that will be your Saturday night matchup and we will all see you at the Brown House, of course. Like that's, we haven't left. Like I don't know what we're going to do with the weather, man, because it'll be a lot different, but we will definitely be there. If you're a champion, you do not duck these guys. The Celtics are not a championship bred team. 
They, sure, the analytics say it, but that's not championship mentality. Championship mentality is playing it out and saying we don't give a flying fuck about who we face. The Milwaukee Bucks did this last year. Ben Thompson talked about this on a Bill Simmons podcast, I think like a month ago, uh, about that. And Thompson mentioned how the Bucks players were asked against Chicago, Chicago not making the playoffs, their last game of the year on a Sunday. They were like, hey, do you want to play or do you want to, you know, duck this so you don't have to play Miami? And they were like, no, we're playing. We're going to win this game. Yeah, maybe we will take it a little easy, foot off the gas, but we're going to play this game. Sure enough, they they played that game. They played Miami, who beat them the year before, and they swept the heat right out of the fucking playoffs. I think they have a chip on their shoulder about Brooklyn. They haven't talked about it. No one's really mentioned it, but they have a chip on their shoulder. I did a podcast about that three weeks ago. Now, pump it out, old stuff. But seriously, go back and listen, because what I think it is is like, they believe that some people think Brooklyn wins that series with Kyrie or they win that series because Durant has his foot on, you know, on the line or over the line, whatever. They would have won that series. And so they're like, well, we, Brooklyn got robbed. We got robbed of the Nets title. We got robbed of the Nets you know, going far. I don't know if the Nets beat the Hawks. I honestly don't. Like That Nets team was, you know, at that point, we're just built on Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, I feel like, would have ran out of gas. Like at some point, Kevin Durant would have been like, I can't play 48 minutes. And I don't know if his body would have broke down, but I don't know if the Nets win that series against Atlanta, which is wild to think about the Hawks could have been the finals team last year. But regardless, I, I look at this and say the Bucks want to play Brooklyn because I think they want to send a message to the league. I think they want to end that series in four or five. I really do. I, I don't think, I don't know if they will. Right, but I, I think the Bucks want to try to send a message to everybody like, hey, this isn't a fluke. This is who we are. We are the real fucking deal. And I do think while it's not necessarily championship or bust, the opportunity here is wide open. The opportunity is the best it's going to be. There is not a team that I fear. And I don't fear the Celtics, even though they play the Bucks tough. Yes, they can't close. They do not have closers. They do not have guys who make it happen in winning time. They're still a year or two away from that. They kind of weirdly remind me of some of the younger Bucks teams, right? Where it was kind of like a hot potato at the end of the game and who's going to shoot and, you know, and they kind of try to do too much. Like that's what I see out of, you know, whether it's Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. I've seen it with Tatum too. I think Tatum has a little bit of that clutch team, but still like the record's the record. They're four and 17 now in games decided by five points or less. You can't, you can't run from that. You have to be able to win in winning time. And right now the Celtics aren't doing that. And maybe they know that. Maybe they know that they're a year away still. Maybe they understand that they have the pieces in place and that next year is going to be the year. And so maybe that puts more significance on the Milwaukee Bucks winning a title again this year or at least getting to a championship so they can add to their resume. Because as Mitch said, Giannis Antetokounmpo with one NBA Finals and he gets nothing else will look really bad. You think the Aaron Rodgers noise is bad about one title? Imagine what it would be for Antetokounmpo. It'd be far worse. And so the Bucks do have that opportunity. And I think they're the only ones who really have that championship mentality. I I think Miami kind of does, but they're fa- it's fake. It's not real. They got to a bubble. It was a fraud title. Yeah, maybe the Heat have a little bit of a hip on chip on their shoulder too but I don't know how can you trust Max Struess in clutch minutes are you really gonna trust Tyler Hero to be that guy when you can hunt Tyler Hero in a playoff series I think Miami is really going to struggle come playoff time now what will be interesting 
So let's just play this out. I, I, I don't think this would happen. I really don't. But could we see a scenario where Brooklyn ducks the Milwaukee Bucks? Okay, follow me here. So you're like, Charlie, you're crazy. Why would Brooklyn want to play the Bucks? Wouldn't they want to play the Heat? Like, if you think about it, like, they know the Bucks are a bad matchup for them. They know they have no answer for Giannis Antetokounmpo. Why would they want to play the Bucks? Wouldn't you want to play Miami? We blew out, by the way. I know, I think they're missing guys because everybody does. But I think they blew out Miami in Miami like three weeks ago. Um, or no, I think it was short of that. It was two weeks ago. Well, why wouldn't the Nets kind of like, eh, if we beat Cleveland, great, but we can beat Charlotte. I, the only reason you don't do that is because you have that second game. Yeah, that second game against Charlotte Atlanta, and Charlotte and Atlanta both beat the Nets in the last week. So maybe you don't do it because of that reason. But, like, I, I, I would be I, – that's an interesting conversation. Like, if you, like, had a beer with Durant, and I, I don't even know if Durant drinks beer, but if you had a beer with Durant and you're like, hey, man, who do you want to play in the first round? I mean, he'd probably like, I don't give a fuck. But, if, if, like, no, no, no. Like, who, who would you play? I guarantee, I guarantee you he'd say the Heat because the Heat, to me, I think are an easier win for the Nets than, than the Bucks. But we'll see. We have a long way to go, even though there's a week- weekend left. We have the the Bucks and the Pistons tonight. See if the Bucks rest any guys. Um, they then play Cleveland on Sunday afternoon, and we will be decided from there. We will probably hang out, not not do a podcast until Sunday night because you have the Boston Memphis game, which could decide some things. So we'll we'll hold off to tape until that Boston Memphis game wraps up. And we know the seedings, and then we'll uh, we'll go from there, and we'll we'll react, and we'll we'll talk about whatever the potential could be. Um, I will say right now, I'm very. I think there's a limited chance. I haven't looked at the probabilities that the Bucks avoid the Raptors. I do not want to play that Raptors team, and, and it's not even like it's not even like a. I'm scared of the Raptors. It's just I think that would be just a physical, absolute knockout drag out fight because man oh man they were they were impressive last night against the philadelphia 76ers who continue to struggle so yeah the probabilities right now of basketball reference the heat are locked into that one seed they have 99.3 percent chance the bucks right now are a 77 percent chance to get the one seed there is a three percent chance they get the four the Celtics right now, that's where it's all sort of jumbled. They're 53% at the three. They could go down to the four, which is a 29%, 17% chance. Sixers have a 4% chance at that two seed, but they are more likely to be the 64% and having a first round matchup against the Toronto Raptors. Oh boy, that is something else. And then you have the Nets and Cleveland. And then after that, it is the Hawks and Hornets. So there you go. We will see what happens. It is very exciting down the stretch here for the NBA. It, it makes you almost more upset that they rest their guys because this should be like fight to the finish. There's no real excuse to take time off because you have another week. But it's how it goes, man. It's fucking bullshit. I, I, it's, the one, it's probably one of the more annoying things about the NBA compared to every other sport. That no other sport really has this. And it just it needs to be fixed. Adam, Go- Adam Silver said it at a Board of Governors meeting. And, but I just don't know what the fix is. I don't know. How can you fix this? 
Uh, do, you, do you structure the schedule in a way that fixes it? Do you get rid of back-to-backs? Like, I don't know. You can't probably get rid of back-to-backs. The only, reason, the only way you get rid of back-to-backs is if you shorten the season. But they're not going to shorten the season because that's revenue going out of the pockets of the owner. So there's no way that's going to happen. I don't know. It's a very interesting dilemma for uh, Mr. Silver. Moving on to the Milwaukee Brewers. The Brewers lost their first game of the year, uh, falling 5-4. to four. Probably won't recap every Brewers game. Uh, just say it right now. Uh, 162 games, you're not going to get a recap for me every day. You'll get reviews. You'd, I didn't have a review on uh, yesterday because I was at a happy hour. And I was like, I don't want people who I'm, I'm exiting a day job, entering a new day job. I was like, I don't want people to know like this is what I do for, for fun. Like This was the first job that I had where I let nobody know that I podcast. Like I, I, I actually take it back. I let one person know who's a really close friend of mine on my job. But I, I usually let people know, like, yeah, I got podcasts. Like, yeah, I do this on the side. But I was like, I, I want anybody to know. Like, and I, I feel like it's better if they see it and they're like, is this you? I'll be like, yeah, it's me. But I, I don't know. It's just one of those things where I decide to live in a little bit more of anonymity than I usually do. So anyways, yeah, that's why we had no review for the Brewers, uh, but we will make sure that there are Brewers reviews as the season goes on. Um, probably not today either because it looks like it's going to be rained out. I don't think the Brewers are going to play today. I would be stunned. Uh, the weather looks absolutely awful for Chicago uh, all all afternoon, and I just, I don't know. I, I think it makes more sense to just postpone. I think the weather is going to be fine on, on Saturday and Sunday. No need for a doubleheader either, right? Like, you, there's not one reason to have a doubleheader this early in the season. You can definitely find another time for the Brewers and Cubs to link up. Yeah, in Chicago for Saturday and Sunday. Pardon my ESPN uh, notification there. 43 on Saturday, so still kind of brutal. Four, 53 on Sunday. So, yeah. Just play, just play it out, man. No, no need to be to be playing today. No need to make it up with a doubleheader tomorrow. Just play out those games and then find another spot for a doubleheader later in the year. As for the game yesterday, it, Corbin did not have his best stuff. Uh, it was not necessarily the finest hour for Corbin Burns. He uh, struggled. Uh, gave up a home run to Nico Horner. Uh, it was kind of uncharacteristic. Burns walked two guys early in the in the game, which he hadn't basically done all of April. He was so sharp coming out of out of spring training last year. He definitely wasn't this time around. Now, was it the weather? Was it just something else for Burns? Is it? I'm not going to overreact. Like there is no reason to freak out. I do come from the church of game one is as important as game 162. So it does matter in the grand scheme of things, but I don't think it's worth to be like, oh, the old Burns back. Like the Cy Young year was a fluke. Like we're way, 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 way too early to talk about that sort of thing. It, it was a disappointing performance, but I'd like to see Corbin Burns in a controlled environment, you know, and see how he pitches there. And it could just be that the weather was nasty. He didn't really want to be out there and he struggled in that cold weather. Now, will I argue that he should make sure to figure that out? Because who knows, right? Who knows what, what kind of World Series you're in? Who knows what kind of NLCS you're in? What, what if you're playing the White Sox in the World Series? It's going to be fucking cold. You're going to need to figure out how to pitch in cold weather if that is, in fact, the problem. But I'm not ready to diagnose it. It could just be a bad outing. It could just be that Burns, there was a little bit of an unfamiliarity with this lineup, right? They haven't seen a lot of these Cubs guys. Sure, Ian Happ's been around. Wisdom's kind of been around. But this is a kind of a brand new Cubs lineup. And the Cubs also, too, 
I mean, the home crowd, you want to play to that. I think you have an advantage in the early part of the year, especially like opening day weekend for teams, is you just want to get off on a right foot in front of your fans. And I think there's something special about that. And so I'm not not really surprised that the Cubs, A, won the game and played well in this one. And Ian Happ, three hits. Like, Ian Happ, I'm sure, is looking at this like he's the last remaining Cub. Like, if I'm Ian Happ, I'm trying to get the fuck out of here. Like, I'm trying to either be, like, the franchise or get out of here. Like, that's what I would do if I was Ian Happ. But that's, you know, up to him. As for, you know, the Brewers hitting and everything else and non-Burns related, um, let's, before that, before Burn, before we talk about the hitting, you know, I, I think it really boils down this game to Jake Cousins. And I, we talked about the middle relief yesterday with Mitch, but it's like Jake Cousins comes in, he's facing Wilson Contreras. It makes sense. The matchup makes sense. You don't want Ashby a lefty against Contreras. Ashby had already pitched, you know, over an inning, you know, high leverage shit for a guy who's pretty young. And I wouldn't say even inexperienced, but he's still kind of a rookie. Like he's still a baby, right? If you did that TikTok, like I'm still a baby. Like that's kind of Aaron Ashby, all right? And so I'm the Cousins thing made sense. It's just Cousins couldn't hit Contreras. And then Contreras freaks out because Contreras is a fucking baby. And that's the that's what Contreras does. He thinks that the Brewers have some vendetta against him, which is fucking ridiculous. And I don't understand it in the slightest of why Wilson Contreras thinks like this is a whole agenda against him because it's not. And so it, he hits Wilson Contreras. He gets mad. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing. And then you give up the... To hit the Hap and Hap, you know, hits better from the left side. That's where Cousins would face him. I don't think they planned to have a a non lefty against Ian Hap, and sure enough, he hits a double and gives the Cubs a five three lead. So the Brewers regained, got the lead back or tied, and then only to see the lead disappear. They get one back, they lose five to four. It's a tough loss for the Brewers. It, it, it is. Sucks. You never like losing to the Cubs. The, the Brewers have kind of had an ownership over this Cubs team, but that's that's a tough way to start the season. But you know, the the, the start of the season doesn't always define it. I think the Brewers kind of stumbled out of the gate against the Minnesota Twins, if I don't if I recall right, for 2021. Brewers have definitely stumbled out of the gates many a times before. So this is not something to to freak out about. I do think it's always important. And like I said, it sucks that we won't get a game today. Um, as someone who has off today, uh, hence why the podcast is being taped. Actually, this is pretty much on par for when the podcast has been taped recently. But, um, you know, the fact of the matter is, is I won't get to watch Brew Baseball. I'll just have to watch the Masters, which, again, not no, no one needs to cry for me. Um, that I'll be running errands and watching the Masters. I'll be all right. And hanging out with, with my guy Murph, having beers uh, at, a, at a venue uh, later this afternoon. So I, I think my day is, is okay. I'll, I will make it without a Brewers game. But yeah, we'll be back on Monday's show. We'll talk about the rest of the weekend. Um, and if we do get a game today, great. We'll, we'll talk about that. And the th- two others that play, or we'll just talk about Saturday, Sunday. So we'll see how it all shakes out um, for the Brew Crew. And yeah, no one needs to panic just yet. Wrapping up today's show with your questions. I didn't get a ton, which is okay. I think we'll do this as a once every two weeks thing. Just understanding that I haven't been getting a lot of questions. So I will maybe hold it back for the next two weeks. And then we'll we'll bring it back. My guy, Cap'n, was like, what's the most random job that you've had? And I, so I thought about this. And I was like, well, how do we define a random job? Like, what, what does a random job look like? And I, I've had some jobs that are quote-unquote random 
And if I, I like really have to think about it where people were like, oh, that's that's weird or that's different. Uh, I would say probably going door to door selling or basically getting leads for, you know, things like roofs, things like doors, siding. I would go door to door, knock on doors every every day from like four to nine or something like that. And, and I'd wear like khakis and shirt tucked in and talk to people about why, you know, they might need siding for their house. Or are they interested in replacing their gutters or stuff like that for a construction company? And we'd get leads and then the salespeople would take those leads and we'd see what happened. It was actually a really good job. Like it was, I think, I, I don't remember how much I got paid, but it was consistent. I was working that plus Office Max, plus an internship at TMJ one summer. I made a ton of fucking money. That was, to me, the, the the most I worked. And I think part of it, too, was like, I think I was 20 at the time. I wasn't 21. So I couldn't, like, go out to bars. And I was like, all right, well, I'm home. Like, I'm not, I can drink with my friends. Some of my friends are here. But I need to, like, have some significant income. I might, was I, no, I don't think I was working at the rec at that time. Because I think that year I finally got out of the, the working for the Wow Toast Rec Department, which was also a lot of fun. That's not necessarily a random job. A lot of college kids do that. Um, and working for the rec was, like, an all-time job. Like, that, that to me is, like, a mail-in job. Like, if I had to give advice for a college kid and you don't need a ton of money in the summer because it doesn't pay that well. Um, I'm like that, that was awesome. Like just working outside, you're with kids. So if you can't deal with kids, like that's, that's on you, but you work for, I don't know. I think the job would go from like nine to three each day. So you'd have time to like work out. You have time to go out. Like you could come in a little hungover. We do field trips on, th- on Friday. So you wouldn't have to worry about that. And the kids were a little more self-sufficient when you, you had the field trips. So you didn't necessarily have to do as much and you could in- indulge like, you know, my guy Doze and I, we'd go up the water slides, things like that. So that was probably, that's not necessarily a random job. It's one of my favorites just by, because it had, A, there are so many memories from it. B, it wasn't that difficult. And C, it was just just a lot of fun, man. It was just a, a really good time. Another random job I had that I, I remembered as I'm like thinking about all the different jobs I've had was I would uh, announce soccer games for our high school. Um, and basically my announcing was just that like a goal would happen and I would announce the starting lineups and things like that. I didn't do it for basketball once. And let me tell you, I was not cut out to do PA. I butchered some kid's name. I think his name was Kiavante. I think I butchered it. I think I called it like Kiviante or something like that. I remember my guy Mach was killing me for this. I can't remember what I did, but I, and his mom was behind me and was fucking pissed, like really upset at me. And it wasn't just the names. Like I just couldn't keep up. Like I had to fill in for a legend, uh, Tom Woodward, who shot out the Woody. Uh, he, he couldn't do it. And then Hetzel, I was close to the athletic director. Uh, you guys are like, who the fuck are all these people? Some people are going to understand all these names, but uh, a lot of you won't. And they were, they were like, oh, could you do a basketball game? And I was like, uh, yeah, I guess. And so here I am. I think I was, I think I was still in high school. Like, I think I was in senior year. No, it couldn't have been. I think I was home from college. I think it was like my, it was like, it, it was like my year after I got done with college, like on winter break or something. And they're like, we'll pay you. 
and like I would I would score like wrestling. Um, so yeah, I did some odd jobs around around the athletic department for Wauwatosa West, which was all right. Um, but yeah, I would I would consider that a little bit random. I don't think a lot of people are announcing soccer, and I would get into it right. Like I'd be like go like do the whole thing because just joking around right you, you gotta have fun with it so you can't just not have fun with it so yeah that was man good times um, a lot of those jobs are a lot of fun and it's nice to go down memory lane and the randomness obviously stops when you you grow up right like you don't necessarily like you're like oh that's that's fucking random you're doing this or that yeah it's, you don't necessarily have that so apropos time as i'm transitioning to another job that i would not call necessarily random uh but yeah no that that was a that was a great question so i also had a question from scott uh let's see here let's pull that up it's he hit me up on twitter scott friend of the program uh great great guy he goes i know you're an award show guy let's be honest the grammys are trash they only care about hot pop artists I'm a music guy, but I don't give a fuck about the Grammys. How do they win me back? Should I even bother? Good question. Uh, truth be told, hand up. I am an award show guy. I did not watch the Grammys. Uh, partly because I was in a fantasy baseball draft for five hours. My wife was watching Bridgerton. And I was like, I'm not going to disrupt her watching Bridgerton to be like, hey, we got to watch the Grammys. I kind of was following it on Twitter. In fact, I was like kind of in a bad move for them to have WrestleMania on at the same time. Now, there's not a ton of crossover. It might just be my guy, Dougie, and that's it. But the fact of the matter is, is like it was a weird like day to have the Grammys. I, I understand CBS's idea. It's like, okay, we have we don't have the Final Four. So because of that, like we're going to do the Grammys to sort of, sort of supplant what we would get out of that Final Four. Now that final four on CBS would have done a massive number. It would I don't know, I didn't even look. I'm sure the TBS numbers were huge, but it would have done an even bigger number on linear TV. It just would have. So getting back to Scott's question about the Grammys, I think the Grammys want to be like the VMAs, right? Where it is that hot pop artist because you want people of like Olivia Rodrigo fans to turn it tune in. You want the Billie Eilish fans to tune in. You want the Taylor Swift fans to tune in. You want the BTS, you know, Twitter army to, to tune in. Like those are the people you want. And like I, I hate to say that to Scott, like it's not about him, but it, it kind of isn't, unfortunately. And I think it's bullshit. Like I, I don't think that it's it's fun. The Grammys are more about what's popular on streaming and the radio and TikTok than necessarily those who follow music closely. And that's a shame. And maybe there needs to be another version of the Grammys. Maybe there needs to be a Grammys where it's actually awards and you talk about all these different awards and you have a few performances and you, you know, it's more of a in-depth look at music and then maybe you have a concert version that whether that's, you know, more in prime time or anything like that, maybe that's the way you structure it. Maybe you structure it a little bit differently where your first hour is concerts, then you really get into the awards for the next hour, hour and a half, and then the tail end of that is concerts again. I don't know. I think they, there could be some middle ground, but I think the more and more that it's harder to get ratings with award show, the more and more they're going to drift to we just want to do whatever is going to get us the most eyeballs. And I think that is going to give us the most eyeballs. I think it's like, oh, cool, this person won a Grammy. But it, to me, the luster of it has been taken out. Like they they care about what's popular, as I said, on streaming, on TikTok and everything else. So I, I, I feel bad. Like that sucks. But yeah, I think the Grammys had absolutely no juice. And I don't know if it was because 
the final four had so much juice and that was like a Twitter event. Like there are times where like you want to be on Twitter. Like the final four was a time you wanted to be on Twitter for Duke, North Carolina. Like that was a monumental game. Everybody was hanging out. I call Twitter a sports bar. I It's in my bio actually. I say I tweet tweet. I treat Twitter like my sports bar uh, because I do. It's like I'm hanging out. I'm at the virtual bar. I don't think I wanted to saddle up and talk Grammys. If anything, what were we talking about on Twitter? And I know this is my timeline, but I think it, the conversation was more about WrestleMania because Stone Cold was back because McAfee was doing cool shit. Like there is a crossover. Like those people who are sports fans are also music fans and they didn't give a fuck because guess what? They're watching WrestleMania. So I don't know. Would it have been different if it was this weekend, right? If it was you did the Masters and then you ran right into the Grammys. Like, would you have had that? I don't think you would have retained a lot of those watching the Masters. But still, I I think the Grammys are probably dead. So I apologize to Scott. Uh, It is not necessarily an award show for him anymore, unfortunately. I don't have any more questions. I guess other Chuck's Corner stuff, just things that are in my craw, things I'm thinking about. First of all, um, I don't look, Mitch and I are the weather guys, but man, this weather just fucking blows. Fuck this. This sucks. It's middle of April. This is the time to get mad about the weather. I have a big long-standing belief. If you're in the Midwest, you can't complain about the weather from November 15th to like March 1st. And then it, or even March 15th. Like, but after that, all systems go. This sucks. Fuck this. The Masters, very interesting leaderboard. Winds are going to be gusting the seat this afternoon. I will be fascinated to see what the cut line ends up looking like. I think guys like Dustin Johnson, Sun JM, uh, Brooks Kepka, even JT can really sort of make a push here in the morning. And I'll be curious to see if those afternoon guys really struggle. So it'll be interesting as for as far as like my bets as things of guys I have. I'm looking, I'm looking okay. I wouldn't say that I am in, in bad shape right now. I, I'll i be honest, I spread myself too thin, but I, I do that all the time. If you're wondering if I bet on Tiger, I did not. I stayed away. I was like, all right, you know what? Tiger wins and I don't have, we have money on it. That's okay. All right. So let's see. I have Cameron Smith. I was going to put some Dustin Johnson investment. I did not decide to. Uh, Corey Connors, I feel like I'm invested in, but maybe I'm not. Uh, definitely a guy I looked at. I think I have him for top 10. Patrick Cantley um, in the mix. Will Zalatoris, Matt Fitzpatrick. Uh, I don't have anything on Berger. I was not that confident in Daniel Berger, I'll be honest. Same with Tony Finau. Surprised that Tony Finau had a, a good first round. Uh, Victor Hovland, I was I was I actually have him to miss the cut. I don't think Victor Hovland's gonna miss the cut. He's T19 right now. The cut line as of this morning is plus two, uh, but I think that's gonna go down as the day goes on. I would wouldn't be surprised if that cut line ends up around four uh, when when it all is said and done. The last thing I have, and then I'll let you guys go, and I'll, I will have a good weekend. I have one. I had one day off for the day job between day jobs, so I left my job, having a new job, starting Monday. First of all, you're like Charlie. You're a fucking idiot. Why didn't you take a week off? Well, the thing is, is I'm in Mexico starting the eighth of May, so I really didn't necessarily want to be like, you know, off for a week, work for a couple, and then be like, oh hey, by the way, going to Mexico. See you later. So I was like, all right, let's do that. And then I'll, my time off really will be in Mexico. It's a wedding. You know, one, probably have one day of obligation and the rest will just be fucking around with, uh, with my wife and my buddy and his friends. 
so that's that's partly the reason why. But so I have this one day off. So I'm like, all right, cool. One day off, great. Like I'll get a couple things done, sleep in. I was actually open to take a podcast last night, didn't get it done. First of all, my dog wakes me up in the middle of the night. She has to shit, you know, whatever. And then, so then she wakes me up again in the morning. My wife can't find her wallet, so the lights have to go on. So, like, I slept, like, seven hours. Like, great. But, like, man, no rest for the fucking wicked. Like, couldn't even sleep till 8 o'clock. I don't know. It's just frustrating. I'll tell you. But it's all right. Have the day off. Have no worries. We're on straight Hakuna Matata vibes for the day and the weekend. All right, you guys take care. Have a good one. I'll be hanging out on Twitter and Instagram, talking masters, talking brewers, talking bucks. Uh, so hope, hopefully I will see you there. Um, if not, um, we will talk on this podcast on Monday. We will chat about the bucks, the brewers, uh, maybe some Packer, who knows, maybe a little draft. And then we'll do masters with Chuck's Corner. So that's that'll be the show on Monday. All right, talk to you guys then, and we will uh, see you next week. Thanks for all the support, as always. Thanks for all the love. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Bye.